Hey everyone, welcome to the Rev TC Views podcast. We are live in studio. Thank you so much for joining me. If this is your first time, a very special welcome to you. This is the program, Reverend Tashi's Talks, and I'm your host, Reverend Tashi Campbell. Always my pleasure to remind you that a good God can do great things in your life. My co-host Wayne Plummer is in the house. Hi Wayne, how are you? Hi, hi Rev, I'm here as usual. I'm good. How are you? I am doing well. It has been a long day, but thank God uh, it's coming down to the nice part. Oh, okay, great. Uh, I'm looking forward to tonight's uh, show. Uh, the, the topic is um, something I've never really given any thought to. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to getting some useful information uh, about the whole grieving process, what it is, and how to handle it. Yes, I am right there with you. I am also looking forward to it. And today, as you have mentioned, our conversation will take on a very sober tone. And I want to just set the stage for this because all over the world, now we have over 1 million people who have died at the hands of COVID-19. Of course, we're still in the pandemic. And in Jamaica, our COVID-19 related deaths are now at 162. Yes. And then the truth is, murders are still happening, people are still dying, and the causes of death vary. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but closer to home, though, just this week, I heard of a fatal accident involving, in, involving a, a young man. And the, the death was unexpected, of course, and it sent shockwaves to the family. They are just not doing very well in this in this very difficult time and i i've been thinking about it and i've recognized that whether death is something whether we expect it or we or we don't expect it it's just never easy to handle that is of course given that uh, you feel some kind of connection to the person who is deceased you know because that I, i think that is what makes the difference there so it is going to be interesting. Uh, many people are grieving at this time and uh, we want to to kind of offer some hope and advice and recommendation and so on to those who are grieving, right? So tonight our topic is when grief gets complicated. When grief gets complicated. And to talk with us is Dr. Steve Dunkley. I want Wayne to tell our audience about Dr. Dunkley, who is uh, about to be connected now. He's here. Okay. Dunkley? Oh, welcome, Dr. Dunkley. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Ah, uh, we're, okay. we're just about to tell our audience who you are. So <laughs> go ahead, Wayne, my co-host. <laughs> okay, so 
we have with us tonight Bishop Dr. Steve Dunkley. Dr. Dunkley has a B, a bachelor's degree in pastoral counseling. He has a master's degree in theology, and he has a PhD in Christian studies. The bishop also has a master's of science degree in psychology with special emphasis on applied behavioral anal analysis. And he's working on a doctorate in psychology, also in applied behavioral analysis. Dr. Dunkley works as a clinical psychologist, and he also works as a counselor. In his counseling job, he works with troubled teenagers. And in his clinical psychologist role, he works with people with disabilities, behavioral problems, and people on the autism spectrum. So tonight we have with us somebody who is eminently qualified to speak on the matter of grief, its implications, and its ramifications. So welcome, Dr. Dunkley. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Wayne P. What's it been for? <laughs> yeah, you, you may call me Wayne. It's Wayne Plummer, but you can call me Wayne. <laughs> okay, Wayne. Okay. All right. So we want to get right into the conversation. We're talking about grief when grief gets complicated. But, you know, Dr. Dunkley, could you just tell our audience what grief is, really? Uh, good night to every person that is listening. I thank you, um, Reverend Campbell, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, grief is, um, in in a nutshell, uh, the the. the I'm, I'm going to put it in a way which we all could get a, a, a understanding. Mm -hmm. The missing or the loss of something out of one's life. And so we, 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 we hang on to that moment just to keep um, that person or whatever it is that we lost. We, we want to keep it for a moment or just keep it, you know, just to reminisce on it for a minute before we can actually let it go and say goodbye. So in a nutshell, that's what grief is. Okay, and, and it means then that, well, two things I'm getting from what you just said, that uh, one, people can grieve over the loss of anything, not just a person. Not just a person. Mm -hmm. and, and, and two, the length of time that they hold on to this thing or this person, the memory, the reminiscing and so on, it varies mm -hmm. from person mm -hmm. to person. And some people are not willing to let go. So, so they, they, are, they are in a state where the, the grieving is taking very long, longer than normal. Right. And in, 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 in the right wording, it would be called um, the delay grief. Okay. okay. So yeah, it would be called the delay grief. What delay grief does is that it, it you know it it it, it stays longer it, you, until, um you know it. Let me let me just read what it says. Um, when the grief symptoms react, it experiences until a long after a person death, or much more longer than the 
typical time. So they, they will hold on to it for a longer. So that process would have called the delay grief. Okay. Ah, that's interesting. So as you talk about delayed grief, is there, are there special circumstances that tend to cause delayed grief or is it dependent on the person who is grieving, you know, or dependent on what they're grieving over or who they're grieving over? Is there some kind of correlation so when delayed grief happens, is there any way to predict that it will happen to certain kinds of people and not others? Oh, uh, definitely. And um, you, you, it, it, it is delayed grief. It, it's more like a person. It depends on the person. Right. Uh, let, let's see if it's your spouse that passed away then sometimes uh, some of the spouse or a close relative or somebody who is close to you passed mm -hmm. away. So some people tend to have that delayed grief experience because mm -hmm. they don't want to let go yet. They can't come to, in a, in a nutshell, you hear some people say, oh my, I can't believe that this person passed away so in in an, um those person would fall into this category of a delay griever that, that this okay. person will delay not wanting to lose the memory not wanting to lost or forget about the moment that they have so they delay the grief just as the word suggests delay right okay I want to move from there, as you talk about that, I want to move from there right into the stages of grief. Are there stages in grief? What are those stages and what do they look like as people move through the different stages? All right. The, the, there are stages of grief and they are, um, after doing the research, um, you know, I realized that I didn't realize that there were so much different uh, uh, grief that yeah. is there. I, I came up on 18 different uh, uh, grief, grieving, you know, and it, mm -hmm. it, it, is, it is so funny. Uh, I remember we were, we were having a conversation a few days ago, and mm -hmm. I, I came up on this word, absent grief. So mm -hmm. the, the absent grief is, is one of, you know, where you, you don't want to forget, you don't want to talk about the situation, you don't mm. want to do nothing about the situation. You just don't want to hear it. You just go into that mode. All right. So let me go to the, the, the steps of um, a griever now. And it's also depending on what kind of grieving this person is doing. Right. Mm -hmm. We have what they call, they have what they call the normal grief. Now, when you hear normal grief, you would have wondered that can a grief be normal? Well, yes, there are normal grief. And, and then a normal grief would suggest that, um, you know, an uncommon experience period of intense distress and feelings such as... Mm -hmm. Right. Right. It was feeling as such as, but not limited to the following, longing, crying, dreaming of a loved one, the anger, the denial, the sadness, the despair... So these are some of the things that comes in a normal grieving. Now, for a person that has a normal grief, uh, that is grieving and normal, so to speak, 
Now, there are steps of this grieving. Now, first to command, uh, the person would be in um, a denial stage. Right. And after the denial stage, then this person will want to isolate themselves. So they will go into a shock stage. Mm-hmm. And then after the shock stage, then comes sadness. Mm. Now, after the sadness, if you're not careful enough, then the psychological aspect of it will come out where anxiety attack comes in place. And mm-hmm. if anxiety comes in place within these walls of grieving, then that's a problem right there. Because a person can leave from grieving into anxiety attack or any other disorder, this disability or disorder, um, you know, reaction, and then it will cause a bigger problem. Right. So it would be no longer grieving, but it becomes a psychological problem. Mm. So those are the, the different steps in that uh, category of a normal griever. Okay. okay um- Okay, Dr. Dunkley. Yes, sir. The, the steps you just outlined, mm-hmm. uh, 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 does every, every person going through a grieving situation, those, uh, do they go through all those steps or do no. those are general steps? No, those are just general open steps. Like I said, oh, okay. it depends on the person that is grieving and it mm-hmm. depends on who they're grieving for. Because some people will grieve today, you know... Um, well, here in America, you have what they call the, the um, you have people who they call the griever, that they will just go around to the funeral today. You pay them $100, they go home, <laughs> go around, and, and then they just yeah. cry for you, and they will just carry on. Those are grievers, but they are momentary grievers, you know? So, so uh, you have persons who will just grieve for a moment, and it, it depends on also the... The, the, the person who they're grieving for, what if the person was 100 and that person had some sickness, right? And so mm-hmm. we know that um, that person, um, by any day now, that person will die, so to speak. So right. now that you, your grieving would not be to an extent of um, shock or because you were opening up, expecting it. So it's called the anticipatory. That is called the anticipatory grief. So you already expect that person. So the the stages would have been different with that. You would have had um, that moment of sadness. So you would have started from there. The moment of sadness would have occurred. And so after sadness, then, you know, it it goes back, uh, it, it runs down a little bit to you just want to separate yourself from everybody. But then later on in the evening, you're good again. Your friend call you, hey, can we hang out? Oh, yeah, you know, my grandmother passed, but I could hang out with you today. So okay. it, the stages are different. Okay. Yeah, I, I like that. That makes sense to me because when you are, you say, if the person is 100, I'm sure if somebody's 100, you expect them to go anytime now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's it, you anticipate that there will be some sadness because right. I, I I know of persons who are taking care of elderly parents, mm-hmm. and I know that even after they pass, it will not be easy per se. But then they're anticipating that any day now. Mm-hmm. So maybe they wouldn't go into that first stage of shock and denial. Right. 
because mm. it is an expectation. But then you still experience the sadness. It might get into depression depending on how close you were close to the Yes. Mm-hmm. And, mm. and depending on what kind of support they used to offer for you. If it was the only family member you have, have. Now, yes. now you are going to be lonely. Definitely. I put you now into depression. What am I depression. going to do? Mm-hmm. And that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. then I, I want to kind of, I want to, if you have that information, I want to kind of steer the discussion in, like, in these stages of grief, is there any particular stage that persons tend to get stuck in? Do persons get stuck in the denial stage, for example, or the depression stage, the sadness, the shock stage, or, you know, whatever it is? What, what, would, what would be the tendency you know, in your own experience. Uh, definitely. And, 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 and you jump to the next uh, stage. So it's called a chronic grief. And that's what you just, um, just ex, um, explained, the chronic grief. So yes, person can get stuck down there. So the, let me tell you what the chronic grief is. A strong grief reaction that does not subside and last over a long period of time continually experiencing um, extreme distress over loss with a progress towards feeling better or improving functioning. Um, Mm -hmm. It does not allow you to to get over. You you will not get over it. It's something that is just constantly in your head. And just as you said, if it's somebody that you were so close to Mm-hmm. that it's this this is a source your source of income or this is the, the the person that you look after forever and ever and this is a close relative then yes you will not seems to get over and then mm-hmm. you might end up stuck in in between right there don't know how to get over it don't know how to react no more don't know how to think and every time you try to do a better you know moving forward the same thing He's coming at you. And then, I, and I, like I said, uh, let me just make it clear that every grieving stage has a connection to a psychological problem if it's not been, if one has not snapped out of it fast enough. Let right. me say that again. Okay, if yeah, one yeah. has not fa- snapped out of it fast enough, then it can reach out and go over to a psychological problem then you might have to see one of me then i might have to prescribe <laughs> one of those blue pills <laughs> okay all right all right so as you talk okay good and that makes sense to me as well as you talk about uh, you know grieving and getting stuck in a particular stage and if it is if you if you stay too long there it mm-hmm. can you know go into become a psychological problem now, I'm going to paint some picture because mm-hmm. now this is where, this part of the conversation is where the grief gets complicated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, for example, in the pandemic here, in the early part, when there were lockdowns of many countries would have closed their borders and that kind of thing. And, you know, people living in Jamaica have their parents living abroad and the parent con- con- contracted the, the virus and it turned into the disease, COVID-19, and they die. You can't go to a funeral. You, you didn't get to say goodbye. You know, sometimes the deaths, even though 
even though when you you would have heard that oh my mother has covid-19 or my father or so you're praying for god to heal and mm-hmm. then that doesn't happen and even though you know you, maybe maybe some people thought that they would have had a little bit more time but it's like mm-hmm. you're here today and two days later they're dead you mm-hmm. know and 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 so there is that there's also the other aspect of um, losing a loved one that maybe they were crying out to you for some mm-hmm. time, crying out to their spouse. Let, let's say it's a marital situation, mm-hmm. crying out to them for some time, you know, saying that uh, I am not well, I, I am feeling this particular way or, you know, whatever the situation might be. But then you just believe and hope and pray that they're going to be okay. And then, it, they, you know, they deteriorate until they die. And now you are having some regrets, you know, so there are situations where people have regret and so on. So how should those situations be treated when you didn't get to say a proper goodbye? You, I, I, I feel that uh, such persons might be at the stage of pain and guilt, mm-hmm. you know, depending on, on, you know, the situation that they had. But then when there is no closure, and that weighs down on the mind now. How should we treat with that? Ah, it, 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 this is a big one right here. This, the, this one, um, Reverend Campbell, you would probably have to sit in the office and you have to trump up your $200 per hour, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, yeah, you got to trump up your $200. Get in your checkbooks. And put it on the table, you know. All uh, right. So, 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 COVID nineteen has uh, taken a lot of loved one, and as you say, some people are in Jamaica are not able to come to their relatives' uh, funeral here, and they're back there, or the the the, the scenario painted as the spouse uh, trying to reach out to the wife, trying to reach out to the husband, you know. Um, or the husband trying to reach out to the wife and happened that one of the party died, right? Mm-hmm. All right, and never get to hear what the spouse really want to say. Or, all right, so we, we have we have what they call um, the, 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 there's a traumatic grief and there's a collective grief. Um, collective goal in the sense of the same word, collective. So we know it's a, 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 let's say, a generation or a community or a group, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, or um, traumatic and a normal uh, grief response experience in a combination with the traumatic distress, suffering as a result of loved one dying in a way, you know. Um, so we would have classified it on the traumatic um Grief, oh, yeah. In, 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 in a sense, where the loved one passed, and you didn't get to go to their funeral, and you did not get to, you know, you know, people that Jamaica say, "Lord Jesus, my mother <laughs> dead, and me can't go." You know, so the, you you realize the, the the essence behind it, and so they created that traumatic uh, experience of not able to go to say goodbye, um, and 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 it is um what it is where um they would they also would have gone in a, a relapse 
if 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 it would, it would have been in a relapse or a reverse, so to speak. So mm-hmm. they would have probably shut down or probably don't know how to deal with it. Probably would have um, reached into the PTSD, uh, post traumatic stress, uh, and so forth. They would have um, lost a part of their mind, or some people will lose it just because of the loved one. They were not able to say goodbye. And so right. in that sense, um, from the America to Jamaica, the Jamaica to America, they're not able to come. So they would have caught, been caught up into uh, traumatic grief um, for the loved one. Uh, and this is very, it's, it's, it is um, sentiment to know that, um, let me just go away from it a little bit, but come back to it, to know that your, your, your partner, your spouse trying to get your attention and you chose not to respond, you know, that's kind of hard because I believe in two becomes one. And so therefore we ought to be our partner's keepers. All right. So let me come back to it now. So this person would have probably um, go into what you call the absent grief. Mm. And why would this person go be in an absent grief? Because they would not want it to paint the picture of, Somebody was crying out, help me, and they did not help. So the other party would have gone into absent grief as in, okay, I don't want to remember this. I don't want to have a, a relapse or a recall of the, 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 the event that took place because I should have helped or I could have helped. And so in a nutshell, they go into absent grief where they just want to just forget about the whole thing and try to live a normal life. And so they would have fallen under an absent grief. Okay. Uh, uh, doctor. Yes. So when, um, when uh, someone finds himself in that position, how do, uh, how do they deal with it? Because I understand that Grieving, grieving not only affects you emotionally, but can also affect you physically. Definitely. Definitely. So, you, what, so what would you recommend? How would they um, deal with um, those situations? So if, if, if it affects you emotionally, it, it's called inhabited uh, grief. Inhabited grief. Mm-hmm. It means that the, inner, the inner part. So it, it starts to hurt you now. Mm-hmm. Um, how it, it's... Grief is hard to deal with, and it's also hard to counsel somebody that is grieving, especially when they're at different stages of grieving. Take, for instance, this person that is in the absent stage of grieving mm-hmm. or, or, or um, abbreviated grieving. It's kind of hard to really get to these persons because they just in a state... They they have placed themselves in a world by themselves as if nothing happened. And so you have to find yourself in a whole different conversation in order to get around to that person. So you would not just drive at them and talk about the passing of somebody or you have to be also careful with this. You, You have to be now word selective in terms of what to say to this person or how to say to this person. Because the moment you said something that is similar or alike, then this person is going to shut down because they want to remain in that position. However, 
if there are persons that are doing in a normal griefing or grieving, um, you can easily say to this person, well, brother or sister, um, I believe that the Lord knows what he is doing. Or I believe that, you know, this person had lived their timeline or they, they have lived a good life or they have, you know, they lived a long, a long time on the earth and they have imparted, um, you know, so it's now for you to make sure that the knowledge that they had imparted, you now is able to give it on to some other people. So that means when it's your time to transition, when the Lord, good Lord is ready for you, you know, some people in different stages, you can actually say these things to them, but it depending on the grieving stage and what aspect of grieving they're doing, then you can't say nothing. You just have to be there. I just want to be your friend and that's it. Okay. I, I can I can understand that as well. We're coming down to the end of our conversation, and I want Dr. Dunkley and Wayne to think about any final words that they have, but I want to give some attention to what's going on in the studio chat. And I want to say a special welcome to Minister Chris, who was with us last week in our conversation. He's very much present in the studio, and I think he's making a comment, and he says... Some things you don't get over, you just have to learn to live with them. I'm paraphrasing what he said. And of course, Lady Wren is also around. And she says, I can remember when my brother died. Everyone thought I was the strongest in my family because I was going and going and going like the Energizer Bunny. <laughs> but for five years, I was actually in denial. Deep down, I thought, that I had accepted that he died and would never come back. Still yet, it took me five years before accepting he was finally gone. Mm. You know, and 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 That's I don't the absent stage. Okay. okay. I, I I don't know if I was in denial. I I don't think I was, but when I lost my father um, as a young girl, I know that I didn't cry at the time when I heard the news. I think I kind of just accepted it, but maybe I didn't want anyone to see me crying. But sure enough, five years later, I just broke down one night thinking about my biological father and I just started to cry and cry and cry and cry and cry. And, cry. and then there was a time when on Father's Day, I would become a little bit sad when I think about the fact that my father is no longer here. And I, mm. you know, I, I don't get, I, I don't have those moments anymore, but it really did take a long time to kind of just, you know, but I think that I've learned to live with it. And when you're in relationship with Jesus Christ, you know that the Holy Spirit brings comfort and peace and, and really mm. just helps you along. As we talk about recommendations too, a friend of mine, she lost her mother. She was so close to her mother. She said she was close to her mother that even when she got married, it was always whenever you see her, you would see her husband and her mother. It didn't matter. Her mother was everywhere with her. Mm. And then her mother just died. Mm. And it took her some time to get over it. But what she did to cope was she started having memorial services every year on the day, which was January 1. And then eventually she transitioned that memorial service into some kind of scholarship fund. 
And she has been doing that now for about seven years or something like that. You know, and that is, and, and when you talk to her, you still hear how she misses her mother. She still has her mother's phone and the number. She maintains it. And, you know, she still has some things that she holds on to for her mom. But she says, I am getting better. I am coping better. She is not as sad as she used to be. And these are some other things that, and, you know, she's also able now to talk about it. Before that, she didn't want to talk. But now she can talk about it. And, and I think that is also something I would recommend. That people just talk about their sadness. Talk about their grief. Talk about the memory. Talk about the happy times. Talk about how you felt when the person left. Because, you know, being on the other end of that, I, I recognize that, you know, she said that to me, my friend, that, you know, now she can talk about it. And she talks about it a lot. When, when you are around people who have just lost a loved one and they they will you know just be talking about them don't don't shut them up don't stop them even if you can't be bothered like every time you see them it's just this is just all that they're talking about just mm -hmm. understand that they are going through a process of grieving and talking about the memory of the person helps them right mm -hmm. wow all right so wayne any final words well, yes, I do have some final words uh, from listening to Dr. Dunkley and from some reading I've done. I've realized that grief, to grieve over a loss, whether it's um, a spouse, a job, anything, it's normal. There's nothing wrong about that. And, uh, but if you stay in that stage of grieving for too long, for a prolonged period, then you perhaps need to start thinking if you need to see Dr. Dunkley. <laughs> because while it is while it is normal to grieve it's not normal to be in a perpetual state of right. grieving right so mm -hmm. you have to be careful that your grieving doesn't transfer into depression depression yes right because all those because grieving as i've um, found out if you don't take care of your emotional health it can have a negative impact also right. on your yeah. physical health Definitely. So mm -hmm. grief, it's natural, normal, but if it's continuing for too long, and what is too long, perhaps Dr. Dunkley can tell us that may be relative, maybe dependent on the individual, but if yeah. it continues for a prolonged period, then you might need to consider getting help, professional help, that is. Amen. Amen. And I want to leave some scriptures with our listening audience. I don't know if Dr. Duncan has any final words before I do that and end our conversation for tonight. Definitely. Uh, thank you again, um, Reverend, for having me. Um, Mr. Wayne, thank you also. Um, for, Our pleasure. Um, having me and to all the persons in the chat, um, I realized that Lady, what's her name? Said good Lady Ren. Yes, Lady Rain, I believe, said good night to me. Um, good night to you also. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I just want to say, um, as Wayne says, try not to cross over. Because um, if you cross over and you, you get the opportunity to see nice people like me, you might not want to go <laughs> back over <laughs> to the other side. So I encourage um, in your grieving, don't lose focus of God 
who is the author and finisher of everything. Don't lose focus that God is able and that God knows all things. Things. Uh, the moment we take our eyes off that and grieve, we're leaning over to the other side where mm -hmm. all kind of things starts to happen in your body. And uh, let me just add that the first thing that will happen is that anxiety attack will come first. You can't sleep because you start jumping out of your yeah. sleep. Nightmare. And mm -hmm. what people don't understand that nightmare is the first sign of anxiety attack because when you jump up you get scared and you start looking all over the place and you're screaming in your sleep that's the first stage of um anxiety attack and so mm -hmm. i encourage people um to keep christ into grieving as wayne says it's absolutely nothing wrong with you grieving and there's nothing wrong with you grieving for five years too as long as you don't come over the other side and coming over the other side is nowhere good, Reverend Campbell, because coming over the other side, it means that I might have to um, do what they call, I might have to run a test on you. I might have to psychoanalyze you. I might have to put you on a machine. I might have to go to the whole regiment of, you know, giving you tests to do every week and then find out that, listen, there's more illness, um, to you than just uh, psychological sickness or disorder. Mm -hmm. We might find out a lot of other things which would have run us into writing you to get that blue pill like Matrix, you know? The blue <laughs> and the red pill. Yeah, you don't want the blue or the red pill. You want to stay away from that. And just keep Jesus in your grieving. And I believe that you will be fine. And thank you again, guys, for having Amen. me. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. It has really been a sober talk that we have been having. And what I want to leave with our listening audience is that we can find comfort in knowing that precious in the sight of the Lord is the mm -hmm. death of his saints. Oh yeah. There are no accidents with God. His timing is perfect and he works all things together for good for the one taken and, you know, for those who are left. When a believer is called home, it's because God's purposes for that believer are over. And it's because in God's love and wisdom, he wants that believer with him in glory. Mm. That speaks to the death of the believer. But then yes. what if your loved one was not a believer? Then God has you alive for a purpose. Yes. And it means that uh, your, your sadness, your depression, your trauma, your mourning, period of mourning can become a message to someone else. You can help someone else out of it when the Lord would have brought you through it because mm. there are so many persons who are, you know, in need of a hand to hold through these very challenging times when we have so many deaths going on. You know, um, I always find it interesting that the Bible speaks of death in a way that human beings don't quite view it. Mm. You know, in Ecclesiastes, the, the, the second part of verse one, I'll just read the entire verse. It says, a good name is better than fine perfume and the day of death, better than the day of birth. Mm -hmm. Because for the believer, you know, there is hope. And finally, in Revelation 21, verse four, the Bible says, he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death 
or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. So guess what? We mourn as long as we are here on earth, but we do not mourn as the world does because we have hope. And I want to just encourage someone, as has been said before, that your mourning is normal, but with the Lord Jesus Christ in the picture, you can definitely get through it because he promised to comfort those who mourn. So won't you access that today? God is indeed awesome. Well, that's our talk for today. Thanks to my co-host Wayne and special guest Dr. Dunkley for stopping by. And to those in our studio audience, you were exceptionally great tonight. Thank you so much for all your contributions. And if you want to be on the RevTC Views mailing list, please send us an email at revtcviews at gmail.com. You'll be kept in the know for live shows and other events. I invite you to follow the RevTC Views podcast so that you can get notifications whenever there is a new episode. Thank you for keeping me company. Until next time, I'm your host, Reverend Tashi Campbell.